Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Cruise FM presents The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. Brought to you by Always Plumbing and Heating. Thinking about a new furnace? Get a free quote at alwaysplumbing.ca. You gotta come on. Hello! Boom, 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 boom. Come on! Bang, 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 bang. Here we go. Morning, Grant. Good morning. I'm thinking of starting a support group for people with bad feet. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people reaching out to you. Right? <laughs> Spend the whole night um, going back and forth with people. But by the way, we had a call from Darren who found a solution locally yeah. through this woman. Um, and, he, and he mentioned the name of the company, Skib, Skin Tribe. <laughs> anyway, that could be the name re- of your group. She reached out. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, we're going to meet in a building somewhere downtown <laughs> with a gate around it. <laughs> it does feel culty, doesn't it? Anyway, um, we've got her on the show at some point this morning. We're supposed to give her a shout, but yes, yes. We opened up Pandora's box yesterday. Yeah, we did something bad. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about your horrible feet. Um, so that's well, something two of to you in this room. Like Jimmy's, Jimmy's gagging at your feet. Yeah, he his feet are all. Oh, he is messed up. Yeah, his feet are just nasty. He's got cheese under his nails from the eighties. There's stuff going on in that over in that corner that we don't even <laughs> want to touch. I walked into his apartment yesterday because I, I had to drop him off. And I did put the old blinders on. I was like, yeah, 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 Pete. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I walked out. I just, I didn't even want to look around. Huge bag of garbage in the middle of the kitchen. He just, he just, he lives. He lives like a troll. He does. He really, and and we, we joke about it all the time. And people were like, you probably really mean, you guys are mean and you're not, you're exaggerating. No, we are not. not exaggerating. This guy. He literally stopped developing as a as a human being at the age of thirteen. <laughs> so just imagine where you were at at thirteen. How you and would then be, stop. Imagine if you were thirteen and somebody gave you an apartment and and said, "Okay, you can cook meals in this pot." Yeah, and that's all you learned. <laughs> I, I told that's him, Jimmy. I told him yesterday that he needs to take his candle of sadness home and have it lit in his apartment. So when people come over and they're like, what's that smell? He can be like, oh, it's this new candle I got. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I got this candle. It just doesn't smell good. You're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. I was thinking about this last night because we're kind of getting ready for the girls to come home. Christmas uh, just around the corner here. It's getting close. Few days away. Grant just got married in the summertime. In the summer, so you've spent Christmas with Mac yes. and and the kids already. Yeah. But is there anything that has sort of presented itself hmm. that she does that you don't do tradition wise or nothing big? No, nothing that has like rocked my world. Where I'm like, I can't do this. No, little things like. Um, the morning of Christmas, like she always puts candy canes on the tree, says like from Santa Claus. Okay, I've never that was not a tradition in our house. Okay, um, 
Everyone gets new pajamas Christmas Eve. We do that too, yeah. We never did that as a kid. Yeah. My um, mom did like we did that every Christmas Eve for as long as I can remember. You got a yeah. new outfit for Christmas and uh That was a thing in our house too. It was pajamas. pajamas. Yeah. Honestly, my Christmas is probably more shocking for her. Because of the size of our Christmases. Like, yeah. when we go to Saskatchewan, we've got a couple days where we've got gatherings of like 20 people at the house. Yeah. Like, so I'm, I'm probably the more shocking one to her. <laughs> She's from a smaller family, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to Christmas this year. Um, we're cleaning the house and getting ready and yeah. putting stuff up. And yeah. First Christmas in the new house. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a big one. Yeah. Girls are coming home. They're bringing the. the Fiancés and boyfriends and no the well the one fiance will be coming back yeah. he's got to work so he's going to miss a little bit of it um, I told you he's got a new gig right yeah in, in Ontario in Ontario but he's still working up in Fort Mac right now for the time being um, and then uh, Bluebird Riley flying in uh, that's another issue is the flights well all the she's in Vancouver all like, the flights are canceled from Vancouver right I, now I called her yesterday and I'm like um, start biking I. <laughs> <laughs> you wear tires on that ten speed. <laughs> the red arrow doesn't go out there. I'm sorry. <laughs> She's like, oh, the city is just shut down yeah. completely. She had a bunch of classes that were canceled yesterday. She was just it was snow day for Nothing's her. Nothing's happening there. Nothing. They yeah. can, they canceled every flight in yeah. Vancouver. Every single flight. Yeah. The yeah. roads are just treacherous right now yeah. too here in Edmonton. Uh, yeah. Jimmy and I. They uh, are shiny. We were driving around the, the last candles. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, and we had to go up to St. Albert. And, um, man, it's touchy on those roads. Because uh-huh. th- there's nothing they can put on the roads right now. It's, it's too just, cold. It's too cold. Sand just rolls off of it. Sand doesn't work. Yeah. Salt doesn't work. So it's it's just you. Fire would be the only thing. Yeah. yeah. What, flame flowers. One of, my, one of my bus stops downtown is near a bike lane. The sidewalk is just covered with ice. The bike lane is just clear. Oh, let's get that going this morning. Yeah, right? thanks, Why not? Jimmy. Just yeah. helping out. Yeah, I see that all the time now that I'm downtown. Bike lanes clear as day and sidewalks where people are walking. This city has its head <laughs> so far up its ass. These city councilors, I'm telling you right now, it's unbelievable. Um, we'll talk about that actually coming up. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it, well, I'll try not to get too triggered by it because it is Christmas, and and uh, I'm thinking more about you know spending the next two weeks drunk than I am about bike lanes. But yeah, um, the the budget cleared this week. Well, anyway, we'll get into it in a minute. Here. The locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. I got tagged on this this morning. It's pretty new. It has, I think, uh, a couple of hundred um, people signing it already. So it's a petition to get them to go back and uh, revisit the budget. I'm pretty sure they'll just ignore it. Yeah, I don't think that's going to do anything. It's not going to do anything, but I think it's worth a try, right? I think you have to do these things because it might be the start of something that is the catalyst for change in um, in this city. I know even um, uh, Mayor Sorry there yeah. is was shocked at what they were passing mm-hmm. through the budget. Like he even said it out loud. The thing that you have to realize about the mayor is, as much as it's 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 largely a figurehead position. Yeah. Like in most, because um, they, yeah, they get one vote like everyone else. Yeah, and they don't have any ability at all to. 
um, to to veto. Th- I'm, I'm looking for the word right. They don't have the they don't have the ability to veto anything. Can't sign executive yeah. orders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like down in the states, got to bring it to council, and then it depends on what council votes. Yeah, yeah. And, and so if you've got if you've kind of got like a a bit of a rogue council like you have right now, yeah. Um, you're you're kind of dealing with whatever they choose right and the majority of the counselors that we have in edmonton right now are basically um they've hijacked it right Mm -hmm. so they push a lot of this stuff through and they're spending like what is it drunken whores is it drunken whores drunken sailor drunken sailors (laughs) yes the other one is something you invented i I think drunken whores is better (laughs) i think (laughs) it doesn't really make sense i've heard people say that but they grew up in they grew up in the 50s (laughs) no no, no one has ever said that until Lockwood Thank said you. it. I love the support. Thank Drunken you, Jimmy. sailors. See? Curves. Jimmy says it's a saying, Grant. Yeah, Jim, what was, Jimmy's got a whole list of sayings that him and his dad made up that don't make sense. <laughs> All right. So anyway, if you want to sign, like I said, uh, the idea of change in this um, in this city council right now i think is is going to be limited i think we have to just sort of sit on this council for the next four years and you really you really have to vote um we're not getting we're not going to get we're not going to get a a overnight they aren't going to go oh that's right we shouldn't be spending all this money on shit no one needs yeah. Uh, oh, thank you, everybody. Thanks for... They've already... They're so entrenched in the idea of what it is that they do. Um, it's going to be... It's going to It's gonna be a replacement situation. It's not going to be a readjustment of philosophies coming out of this group right now. I, I know some of them, and I know that they're, they're... They're very arrogant about the position they take on things like well, spending $100 million or uh, half a billion dollars on bike lanes. I mean, it's worked for them. A lot of them have been getting voted in election after election because nobody but, votes, right? Well, so. and I thought last time um, there was going to be a wave of dissension and people were going to get out and vote and get rid of this group. Nope. That did not happen. Um, just ask Mike Nickel. <laughs> um <laughs> It's going to happen next time because people are getting really mad now. Yeah. Right. Like decreasing the um, the snow removal budget in adding more money to the bike lane budgets. Just there's so many examples of them. Just they have their heads. Four point nine percent increase in taxes for the city. It, we're dealing with what we're dealing with right now, like how life they, they haven't made an attempt to make our lives better. Uh, by by saving us some cash on on taxes, um, so I think what's going to happen, and and I this is the last you're going to hear me talking about it today. We can move on, um, unless you have it in the news. You don't have it in the news. No, no. Okay, no. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I think what we're dealing with right now is is you got to make as much noise as you possibly can, and for the next four years, if people are so pissed off and they're just at them constantly and it and we stay engaged and we stay in that anger for the next four years there will be change sounds like a lot of anger for four years well it's the only way to do it because you have to get people riled up to get them to vote right yeah you have to find alter there has to be people that are mad enough to actually step in and go okay no no i'm gonna run now 
Like I gotta, I gotta make a change. Yeah. There has to be that. We haven't had that so far. People have avoided it. I've said that the only way that things are going to change, and I still can't believe that the business community, the business association, the, especially downtown, with what they're dealing with right now, hasn't stepped in and gone. What are you guys doing? You need to pull your. Like, get it together. And that's not happening right now. So it's things like, little things like this petition. Again, if you want to sign it, I've already shared it. It's on change.org. It's on my Twitter, and, and I put it up on my Facebook as well, at Lachlan Cross. Okay, that's it. That's it, you We're going to move on. <laughs> it's going to be four years of this, This people. is his fault. I know. Right out no, of the I, gates, he brings up bike lanes I, I being tri- cleared and sidewalks not. I, I, tr- I triggered Grumpy Barry too. It's listen, people are gonna. You got to stay angry, everybody. You got to stay in this level that of anger. Like a lot of people are gonna die from stress and heart attacks. It's what needs High to happen to just replace these idiots. It's easier to live a life of Jimmy. Bury your heads in the sand and just drink yourself stupid <laughs> yeah. every day. If I play this music. Guessing some people might know what we're about to talk about. <laughs> it's a cover. Hang on, hang on. I recognize it. Come gather round, people, wherever you roam, and admit that the waters around you have grown. And accept it that soon you'll be drenched to the bone If your time to you is worth saving Then you better start swimming Or you'll sink like a stone For the times they are a change Obviously Dylan Cover, Keb Moe, they used that not all the time. There was 18 episodes, and I think only a handful of times they used it in the opening for uh, Welcome to Wrexham. Okay. I finished it last night. The Ryan and Reynolds, Rob McElhaney. Yes. So if you don't know what we're talking about, Rob McElhaney from uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which, by the way, in the new year, I'm going to start watching that show Good because work. of this documentary, because of how much of a fan I am of him. Yeah. Him and Ryan Reynolds kind of got together it became like social media buddies, mm-hmm. like sharing content on social media, and then eventually met, and then like oddly bought this soccer team in North Wales together. Decided to buy like the world's oldest soccer team. Now, I need you to understand something. Third oldest. I hate soccer. Yeah, I have my whole life. <laughs> I've never understood the game. Even when Canada went to the World Cup, and I watched, I was sitting there watching, going. Wah. <laughs> Why is this so pot? I, I don't get it. Yeah. I am trying to think of another documentary that I've enjoyed more than that. This is one of this is one of my favorite documentaries of all I time. I have not seen it yet. It is it's on so, Disney. Yes. Okay. Grant, it is so good. Yeah, I definitely want to see it. It is unbelievable. They did such an amazing job. I mean, uh, listen, I understand the the history around soccer and I understand uh like I get I get soccer. I'm not a moron. I just don't understand how crazy people get about it. There's yeah. 4 million people downtown Buenos Aires right now yeah. celebrating. They had to pull Argentina 
out the team in a helicopter because they couldn't There's get the too team. too many people that fly in helicopters to get them out of there. Yes, and we were impressed with the Raptors celebration in Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That half, that's, half that country went north into their capital. Yeah. Like half. Nobody's working, just partying, they've having just, fun. They've been partying it. since the weekend. Have, Have you, you watched since Ted they- Lasso? No, I haven't. There's a lot of comparisons between Ted Lasso and yeah, this and this documentary. Because that's Jason Sudeikis. He's an American football coach. Goes in to England to coach a soccer team. Yeah, and it's yeah, it, that's a really good show. Ted Lasso. And again, I was watching Ted Lasso, and I was like, I don't care about the soccer. Like, but it's a I good can't show. Relate to that, but it's just a really good show. I've actually had a couple of people that don't care about soccer t- tell yeah. me to watch Ted Lasso as well. Yeah. It's on Apple though, right? It's an Apple one. Yeah. yeah. See, I don't have Apple, so I haven't had a chance to watch Download that one. It. If you are looking for a new show or you're a fan of Docs, I will recommend this one. Welcome to to Wrexham. Um, and if you have watched it, do me a favor. Keep an eye out for any news about a season two. I okay. haven't seen anything. I, I looked online. Yeah. Um, and then the other interesting thing about this Welcome to Wrexham um, is that Ryan Reynolds is seriously considering buying the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, it's not a joke. No, that's like that's legit. He needs partners. He needs somebody to actually yeah, he needs do somebody it with. with big money. So, because it's another level, right? He needs of, a Daryl Cates. Yes, he needs somebody with like an endless pot of cash to to help him. Um, but it is a conversation, and it has been for the last couple of months. And the latest news revolving around that is, I guess, in an interview or something, he said, "Yeah, that if he did buy the Ottawa Senators, that he would do a welcome to Wrexham treatment." On the the Ottawa Senators, yeah. which I would love to see. It, it, I mean, he's a storyteller, right? Yeah, yeah and it would be cool. Um, regardless He'd make of your them popular, thoughts, he would. It'd be the most relevant the Senators would ever be because Grant. They might even been relevant. He might even make it interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I think this time, if he does buy the Senators, he might want to talk to his wife this time. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Because he bought this. You might want to team. send him a tweet. Just a heads Let up there. Yeah, this is from Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> The perpetually single guy. You might want to tell your wife if you buy the soccer or the hockey. Wasn't team. she mad when she when he bought the soccer oh, team? He spent a few million. Yeah. Without her knowing, she found out about it in the press. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're in the locker room on Nutty Five Seven Cruise FM. My wife does this thing with work. Um, it's like a it's a charity thing, and it's happened a couple of times. They do it a couple times a year. I think it's a United Way thing. I think it's a United Way. Okay. Yes, it, it it is United Way. So they um they do a live. She's a manager, mm-hmm. so the managers do a live cooking show. <laughs> and um, I got the last two times she's been involved, the husbands or the wives that that are in the are that are in it. Um, they come down and they do the taste testing. Okay, you're not so, like the sous chef or anything. No, 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 no. They prep the meal and then they cook it and and then they do a they do like a live zoom and people from their work um, they tune in and they watch it. Okay. Um, and so my wife did one uh, last week and she told me you you got to come down. I'll give you. Uh, I'll text you and you come down and you and she's she always gives me the warning. This isn't your show. 
<laughs> right. This is my work. Yeah, this, this is my work. Uh, you're here to taste test. Just behave. Yes. Yeah. So I Don't come be down. Drunk. I sit down at the. Uh, well, that ship sailed. <laughs> <laughs> I come down. I sit down at the table and I try the meal. And then you got to answer a couple of questions. She yes, does it from good. the house. Yeah, she does it from the house. It's on Zoom. It's like a okay. laptop sitting there in, in her kitchen, right? And I'm sitting at the the counter and I'm eating. And uh, there's usually two people involved, two managers involved. So my wife was doing her meal, and then there was another manager out of Calgary doing her meal. And um, and when I sat down at the at the table, I was directly in front of the screen, and um, the, my wife goes, "This is my husband, Lachlan, and he's our taste tester." The woman that she was doing this with looked at me and looked deep into my soul. <laughs> she, it made me so uncomfortable that, like, I literally, I was actually a little shook. I was, I was shaken. Yeah, because it was clear to me that. She hated me right away. <laughs> Immediately. Like, just, like, you could see her peering into me, into into my soul to try to, mm -hmm. like, I don't know what was going on. I just, I, I was actually thrown a bit. Last night, Deb goes, oh, I forgot to tell you. Remember the United Way thing we did? The woman that was in Calgary is related to Jimmy. <laughs> She's my cousin. That's why she was staring at you. With, like, just, like, just peering that through white the screen. She, like, just staring. She is actually on the white side. Yeah. Directly into my, like, and I So, as a relative of... Feel it coming out of the... As a relative of, of Jimmy's, as a white... Um, it's probably that she was she wasn't staring at you like that. She just couldn't see you. Like I'm assuming that she could just see the shape of you. Like Jimmy. Yeah, she's my cousin on my dad's side. Cousin White. Anyway, small world, eh? Yeah, it is a small world. So weird. Thought a story yesterday. I thought they weren't gonna put uh, uh, King Charles on the banknotes. Wasn't there something? Released that it was not going to happen, or was that maybe that was Canadian? Or I remember a store saying like, "Hey, your money with the Queen on it is still good. Like you don't have to exchange it or anything." People aren't that dumb, are they? Yeah, people are that dumb. Really? Yeah, people are idiots. <laughs> Do you still take this? That she's dead. What? Like what? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, they so, yeah. released. They didn't release it. They showed a picture of the twenty pound, the twenty pound mm -hmm. with King Charles on it, and I guess it'll go into circulation in the UK over the next couple of years. And then they went on to talk about the fact that the Royal Canadian Mint is ready to go if they make an announcement about making changes to our money here in Canada. I think that's a mistake. Yeah, I think that'll really, really hurt the. The, the, govern, the government. You got to hold on to one of your 20s with the queen on it, maybe. Might be a collector's uh, item someday, like a dollar bill or a, a $2 bill. I had a bunch of old money that my uh, grandfather uh, gave me. He said, hang on, it's going to be worth something. And so it, was, it was like from the 30s, 40s, 50s or something like that. So I put it in a book um, like yeah. I, and I had it in my, uh, my, my bookshelf. 
And the problem with me moving was quite often what it, what happened over the years when I moved mm-hmm. was I would take um, like a bag of stuff with me, like a, a suitcase, right. and then I would go to the next destination, and then I would leave my wife and kids at home to pack and move and yeah. do everything for me. <laughs> As you should. <laughs> it was the way that we moved for quite a few years, for more than a couple of moves. And um, uh, my wife sold or gave away the book with a couple of hundred dollars worth of old bills in it. Or she it took was, the money uh, out and spent it. Uh, no, she didn't. She didn't. It's know. in a she VLT didn't. somewhere now. It was in a book. I think she sold it when she moved from Winnipeg to, or gave it away when we moved from Winnipeg to Edmonton. It was in a, it was in a French dictionary that I had when I was a kid. Okay, that translated well, English nerd, to hey? French. I was. Was that next to your stamp collection? <laughs> I still have and your stamp dermy set. Still have the tack. I still have the stamp collection. I didn't do tax. <laughs> His stuff to go for a collection. Uh, anyway, I think it'll be a mistake. I I hope they don't. Plus, how old is he? He's in his late 70s. Yeah, he's he? in his 70s. The thing is, though, is is Canada has, because I just looked it up, has put all the previous monarchs on, like Queen Victoria was on some of our coins and uh Yeah, but King dollars. Charles is a dick. <laughs> yeah, but he's still the monarch. It's, Whether he's a dick or not, it's still a tradition. I think it's a mistake. I think it's a mistake. Did you see the black tunies they did for Queen Elizabeth? I did, yeah. Those are kind of cool. They're pretty pretty cool. Yeah. Anyway, again, the story to just wrap this up, the Royal Canadian Mint is saying they have not been told. There's no plans. No one has said, hey, listen, you need to get out towels on the coin. Yeah. Um, But they said that they they have a team in place to put this together if... if, It's called for. If it's called... if, If the government so chooses. Man, if they announce this... You're going to burn all your money. No, no. People people will be angry. People will be mad if if they do this. And you're going to do another petition? (laughs) Stay angry, everybody. That's what we're we're learning this morning. (laughs) Stay angry. The Locker Room presents The Grant Report for JT's Bar and Grill, where good people come to enjoy the best food and drinks with other good people. Now, Grant Johnson. So, Justin Castro Trudeau's uh, ban on single-use plastics has officially started this week. Honestly, I read that the Freedom Convoy is planning a reunion in a couple months in Ottawa, and if they make their goal to get rid of paper straws, I will jump on the next convoy leaving town, and I'll be in the hot tub next to them while we protest outside of uh, Parliament. Companies are trying to come up with new ideas on how to package their products now that they're not supposed to use plastic, you know, paper straws, forks made out of recycled toilet paper, (laughs) shopping bags made out of raccoon. Everyone is trying to figure out an alternative. I know Jimmy is worried about where he's going to get his dishes from. You ever go over... For a meal at Jimmy's apartment, everything is served in a to-go container from Dim Sum Duck. (laughs) Tim Hortons announced that their plan is to use lids on the coffee made out of fiber and wood. What? I can't wait to get a sliver in my lip while I'm sipping on my Gretzky. It's nine cream, nine sugar. It's very healthy. 
Thanks, Trudeau, is what I'm going to say every time I take a sip of coffee now. The Grant Report is brought to you by our new merchandise. There's a new shirt being added today, just in time for Christmas. Stay angry, everybody. Available soon on our merch page. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. Calling Shelly from Arches. Angel Foot Care. Good morning, Shelly speaking. How are you doing today, Shelly? I'm very well. How are you? Good, good, good. I'm trying to figure out how much of the story we need to retell from yesterday. I think, oh, I think just it's a pretty good idea. Okay. The basics. You had ingrown toenails. Doctor removed your toenail. Yeah. It grew back when it wasn't supposed to, and now it looks like it came from hell. <laughs> <laughs> it looks um, like that demon that comes out of the, the ark when they open it in Indiana Jones. <laughs> uh, uh, so anyway... We were talking about this yesterday because we did a Twitter poll saying, do you want to talk about Trump, Elon Musk, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, or the fungus underneath the the toenail on my right foot? And uh, I think everybody jokingly said my toenail. So we got into it big time. Yeah, Darren called, and Darren has uh, a similar issue that I had. Like, Like, as a kid, he had, like, chronic ingrown toenails they were removed um and then they grew back like mine did angry as grant (laughs) just explained and um and he found you and you were able to help him out shelly what what exactly did you do i i I don't think there's any help hope for me my solution was some whiskey and some pliers (laughs) what do you do mine was amputate his toe you know every case is individual to that person. So you really did have this toenail removed at one time? Is yeah. that your story? I mean, off air, I can tell you what they did, because uh, yesterday people were very angry with <laughs> with the description that I gave. But yes, no, I had the, the sides removed a couple of times. Then they just started pulling them out, like just ripping them out. Then yes. there was surgery where they were like, they, they tried to remove the toenail bed. And he basically told me my toenails would never grow back, and they did. Now, I have no quick. There's nothing that holds my toenail to the surface of my toe. Um, so what I do is, because if they grow out too long, they start to grow into my toe again. So what I've done over the years is just, and I have to use wire cutters to <laughs> cut them. I just yeah. cut them right down to the nub, and then I let them grow back. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, even she's I've disturbed. I've heard that before, actually. You yeah. know, it's very common for men to get their wire cutters out and cut their toenails. Okay. Common. Yeah, yeah. Not common. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty common. I think it's more common than you think. I'm going to start support group, Shelly. Another Twitter poll. Yeah. So, what, what I like to do is rehabilitate toenails. And what I... There's no way that your toenail is going to actually grow back looking healthy and normal like your other toenail. Yeah. Because of the amount of trauma that this one has gone through, we can, um, I can put a, a reconstructive gel over top of it, and that can help guide the nail forward so that it tracks properly along where your groove lines should go okay and then it will it will look more normal because it will have the appearance of an actual toenail um 
and then, you know, it'll take time, like it can take a long time to rehabilitate a toenail, but it but can it, turn but out But it's better. possible. Okay. Yep. Huh. It, won't sca- it won't scare children anymore. No. Nope. <laughs> He'll be able to take his socks off in the pool. <laughs> but, some, some guys are shirts on in the pool, locks his socks on in the pool. Type of guy. Uh, his wife doesn't let right, him well, wear open toe shoes. <laughs> I, I had no idea there was actually a um, a solution for this. Like I legit thought that I was just going to be cutting my toenails. Um, with wire cutters until I died. <laughs> no, absolutely. There is a solution for this. And uh, reconstructive therapy is, you know, it works great. Okay. Well, listen, where are you located, Shelley? I'm in Stony Plain. Okay. And um, I work through a studio called Skin Tribe, but my business name is called Arches Angel Foot Care. Arches Angel Foot Care. And like, Darren called yesterday and he was like, he was talking about you like you were like a, a an savior. angel sent down from heaven. <laughs> that was so kind. Thank <laughs> so you. I appreciate you taking the time to chat with us this morning. You may be seeing me soon, Shelly. I'd really enjoy that. Thank you. All right. Well, you have a good day. Take care. And you as well. Take right. care. Bye-bye. Bye now. Again, I can't believe how many messages I've gotten from people that have a similar issue. So this is not this is not an uncommon You're thing. You're giving man. a voice to the voiceless. <laughs> and now, the locker room presents Star Wars News. Now, your host for Star Wars News, James P. White. So Disney, like once a year or sometimes twice a year, they do a quick uh, trailer of upcoming projects that are going to be coming up in the new year. Where'd they get that idea? No, but all together. Like, I, like groups. Like, <laughs> lo- like everything that's coming out. So, Loki 2 oh, is on this. So, Loki I, 2 is on the trailer. Okay, I see. Uh, a bunch of stuff. Uh, Mandalorian 3, which is coming in March. Uh, Can I but, make a prediction? Uh, just hold on. Uh, you know okay, what's, what's your prediction? So, I have a feeling that the Star Wars franchise is going to go through a very similar um, thing no. that the DC franchise no. is going no. through. Yeah, no, uh, no, you're you're on some gonna, kind of. I've seen a lot of people saying they're like, going to start losing money. Oh, it's just it, it's too much right now. Like yeah. it's it's not special anymore. Yeah, it used to be a big event for a Star Wars to come out. Now it's like. And on that note, what's your news? Um. So they in this thing they teased what's coming up with the Ahsoka Tana series. Exactly. That's soundy here. That's Fonzie jumping the shark. <laughs> it's over. So yeah, it, it, she's probably and they're saying that she's probably going to make an appearance again in Mandalorian uh, season three, which is coming out in March, as as I said. And but it's, the thing it's, dealing it's with much. her series, it's too much. It's not special anymore. Yeah. Hey, it's content for the Jedi Jimmy podcast. That's why it's very important. So that's the only reason you the t- Jedi you watch Jimmy these podcast now is so you can do your podcast. No, no, this this, but it's going to touch on. They're saying also that uh, oh, uh, Anakin, as Anakin Skywalker, is going to make an appearance in this because she he was her teacher in the Clone Wars, and then it's going to like do a lot like Obi uh, Obi Wan did, where it's going to show some stuff in the past. And in the present, so it's going to be jumping all over the place. So, yeah, but the big thing is is it's coming out in 
uh, the summer of this year. Yeah, it's coming. Coming year. Yeah. It's just a matter of time before people just go. Star Wars isn't the same as uh, as uh, uh, comics. Write this down. What day is it? Dude, December I haven't wrote, uh, I haven't written down one of your predictions. I've even heard in you the say it, Jimmy. Eight years, but not Star Wars. Yes, you've said it about Star Wars. I know it's just a little. It's a lot. It's too much. No, then the series come out, and then it's like everybody said the same thing about uh, Andor, and. Everybody's saying it was one of the best series that they put out dealing with Star Wars, other different. than yeah, other than the Mandalorian. Nobody liked Boba Fettish, really, or the the uh, the one that I thought was the most disappointing was because I didn't have any expectations for the Boba Fettish, um, but I did for the 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 Mexican Jedi. Oh, and that fun. one that one really disappointed me because I thought it was I thought it was it was awful. I I, yeah. I thought it was really weak. The whole thing. They got to get rid of. And I actually also, like every series just like ends with flying away in a spaceship. Now, what's the Scottish guy again? Um, you and McGregor. You, yeah, they got to get rid of him. Like, it just it doesn't work for me for him being Obi Wan. Like, it's yeah, he's not even Mexican. Yeah. Like, God, like, he has that a Scottish is, accent yeah. and he's Mexican. He's the Mexican supposed Jedi. to be the Mexi- first Mexican Jedi. And yeah, yeah, it's culturally that is wrong, inappropriate. Like, I'm gonna write a letter. You should. Please do. We've talked about this before, and I don't think this is a new thing, but I think it's it's actually just been called something. So now people, now that they have a reference point, they have something to um, to 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 cling to. Yeah. Now I think it's becoming more top of mind. It's a term now. It's a term now. So we talked about quiet quitters. Yeah. A couple of months back, quiet- and again. Quiet quitting and quiet firing we talked about. So you're fed up at work. You don't quit, but you just you show up. You do your shift. You yeah. do what's outlined in your job description, and that's it. What I was reading was that it's becoming more of a thing right now because of the disconnect between... Um, with with all the working from home and whatnot, yeah. the disconnect you have with your actual employer, right? Like your management team, the actual you might have lost a little bit of connection and loyalty because you just at home by yourself, just plotting away every doing day. your thing, and yeah, and and again, quiet. So maybe you don't go out of your way to help other people. Quiet their job. Quiet quitting, I think, has been going on for a long, long time. There's always been examples of people that just they just they get. Yeah. Disenfranchised. They just they get upset with their current situation. They didn't get the promo they want. Haven't had a raise in fifteen ha- years. Haven't like, had a raise yeah. ever, and and they just slowly and sh- like just you get just less motivated. You're like, yes, all right. Well, I'll do my job. But it's a way yeah. bigger trend. And they were they actually pointed out a demographic too, um, and they they were suggesting that. Uh, that people between the ages of 20 and 30 are the worst at this yeah, right the now. the worst for doing it. Yes, yes. Anyway, so I don't remember us talking about the quiet firing, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I, I don't remember it. But I, I believe we did because uh, we made reference to at a previous job where I kind of got quiet fired where they cut me down to one shift a month. So if you, let's say you are That's in a also posi- been going on forever, too. That's also going on yeah. for a long time as well. So they don't want to pay you out, right? Rather than actually give you some sort of bio package, they just slowly it's the George make Christanza. your life miserable. 
when th- yeah. they can't fire him and they're trying to make him quit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you may be in a situation right now. It's worth pointing out, right? Yeah. You may be in a situation right now where you're really not happy with your current work, your 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 employment, right? And you are, and you might not even be doing it like. You might be doing it subconsciously, mm-hmm. but you're slowly pulling back on how much effort and care you're putting into your work. Yeah. You need to be aware of the quiet firing techniques as well, which are they they avoid one-on-one conversations. You get zero feedback. Um, you get passed up for job opportunities, promotions, um, no raises, um, the awards stop coming if there's yeah. like staff awards or whatever, things like that. So this might be something that's happening in your building. The thing is, I this article that I read talked about how common it is. And they were saying that in Canada, this was a Canadian article, that this is happening. Quiet quitting and quiet firing is happening one in three office buildings in the country. Wow. That's insane. I'm not surprised. No, no, I'm not surised. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm not surprised either. I'm not surprised. Especially people are quiet quitting because I mean nobody gets raises anymore, right? Nobody gets perks. Most places don't even have a Christmas party anymore. Yeah, like it's and they expect so much of people, and then I'm not surprised that they're you know slowly phasing people out as well. I think there's an unreasonable expectation about what you should be getting from your bosses too. Yeah. But I think a lot of that is like the world that we live in, right? Where you hear about the Google jobs and the Facebook jobs and you know, what? They get free lunch every day? Every day they have free lunch? What? What? They got a ping pong table? (laughs) What do we got? We got... Yeah. And when people... We got a coffee machine that makes crap coffee. Right? Yeah. I think there's unreasonable expectations. For sure there is, yeah. Anyway, I thought I would point it out. And and I hope you're happy at your place of work, but if you're not, I, I don't I think you got to find a way to be motivated. Mm-hmm. You you do. No? Yeah. Yeah. 100% you do. Well, that's kind of the other thing that came out of the last few years too, the quiet quitting, quiet firing was people quitting to actually do what they want to do as well and pursuing Okay, what will motivate me? Yeah. I saw a tweet from a friend of mine, um, and he's the kind of guy, because he's, he's a risk taker, and he, and he said, he posted a picture, he's in Leftbridge, I think he's in Leftbridge, or close, anyway, it doesn't matter, and it's like stupid cold, and he goes, I don't know why I choose to live in an area where the, where the air outside hurts my yeah. face. And and I know I know where his mind is because he has a job that he doesn't have to live where he in lives. Lethbridge. Yeah, and I know I could I could see the wheels turning in this friend of mine's head. Yeah, he's like, what am I doing? Like, why am I? What am I doing? <laughs> I work in my basement on computers. Yeah. All I need is a connection. I just need an internet connection. What the hell am I doing here? Bruce <laughs> <laughs> FM. It's an interesting story. About Margot Robbie and Brad Pitt. So they got that new Babylon movie, which mm-hmm. looks pretty good, actually. It does look good. It's got some Oscar buzz, too, doesn't it? I think so, yeah. Anyway, did it get a Golden Globe nod? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to double check that. Anyway, 
they were on set together, and Margot Robbie is just, she's stunning, and she's a wicked actress, mm-hmm. and um, she's in that new Barbie movie that's coming out this summer. She's kind of like the 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 it girl right now yeah. in Hollywood, right? And um, I guess she's a big fan of Brad Pitt. She's married. She uh, and was on the set, and at one point she talked the director into. I'll just tell the story. Mm-hmm. Talk the director into uh, putting adding a scene where she gets to kiss Brad Pitt, as you do, and he said, "I this is not needed for the for the movie, Marco. <laughs> <laughs> you just you just want to kiss Brad yeah, Pitt. You just want this." And she tells that story in some. Um, in some, I don't know, interview she's doing or whatever, and now she's taking some heat about it. She's just backlash uh, about the unscripted. And I was thinking about this. Like, listen, there's always going to be an imbalance in the world um, between genders, mm-hmm. right? Like, let's just, I'll paint a picture here. If Jimmy one day decided to kiss somebody at the office, He's like, I'm going to do it. That's it. I'm going for it. Right? And he went in, and he laid a big smooch on the front desk girl. Mm-hmm. Okay? Right? Everyone would go, oh, my God, what are you doing? You, st- you, you can't do that. You Jim. can't do that. But if she walked in here, like, opened the door while we're live on the air, walked up to Jimmy, and laid a big smooch on, everyone would be like, yeah! You'd be cheering. Woo! Finally! That might be a different case, because everyone's cheering for Jimmy to find love. But I know what you're saying. Maybe Jimmy was a bad Jimmy example. Jimmy might be a bad example. Jimmy's always a bad example. Because sort of action, like <laughs> Jimmy was talking to that Jane girl or whatever her name was on text the other Jenna. day. Jenna. And everyone was like, come on, let's go. Is there an update? Are you going on a date with her? No. The look on Locke's face says you are. Okay, we'll leave it alone. All right. I thought maybe you were... What? Taking her to Red Lobster? No, you guys ruin everything. So let's stop. Okay. What'd you say yesterday in the car? I thought that was like an open, like you cracked the door open. No. My personal life is off air for when it comes to women now. Until I get to drinking them Friday morning. All right, we'll move on. Where was I? So we all know he's going to be a bad example. But But here's you're saying the difference in in, in genders. I think we got to allow some of it. If Brad Pitt went to the director. It said, hey, I want to kiss Margot Robbie. No. Right a scene in. It, it would be like, no. No, you can't do that. You're going to jail. But I think we should allow Margot... Like, I'd be... I'm okay living in a world... Where Margot Robbie can do where that. Where Margot Robbie d- does it. Mm-hmm. I'm also okay living in a world where it's not okay for Jimmy to plant a kiss randomly yeah. on a co-worker, but it's okay for a co-worker to randomly plant a kiss on Jimmy. I'm okay with that imbalance as well. Yes. I yeah. think we should have these conversations openly, right? Yeah. Like, what is wrong... I, I, listen... We can get too deep into it, and we're not going to. But what is wrong with Margot Robbie going? I just want to give a you know the boy a smooch. Mm-hmm. We should allow her that. I agree. Jimmy, you have something to say. I kind of agree with you on that. Okay, all right, we're all in agreement. Yeah, I think we can move forward. Look how you coping with this weather. I don't know why I live here, man. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is asking that question right now. 
<laughs> it's like every year this happens and every year I'm confused why I remain here. It's like, I love Edmonton. I love the city. But when you go outside and you can't feel your face in two seconds, it's, it's jarring. But still, there will be a guy wearing shorts today. To work. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, I saw yeah. a guy yesterday. I was just out running some errands, and he just had like a t-shirt and a vest on. I'm like, <laughs> good for you. My uh, my wife and I um, had a conversation. It wasn't long ago, um, and it was about the possibility of of me ever moving. And I remember bitching about about the the destinations that my radio career has taken me. Yeah, it's cold so I, weather. I started in Edson, went to Fort Mac, Prince George, Winnipeg, and and uh, and Edmonton. And I'm like, you know, why can't I get a job? Like, why isn't why isn't Phoenix calling or something like that? <laughs> and there was sort of a bit of a break and a pause, and my wife interjected with, you're not really a sunny disp- dis- disposition jock. <laughs> yeah, you're an angry, cold-weather, ice-road trucker kind of guy. You complain yeah. about the cold weather, and you complain about the hot weather. Uh, do you want to start with the Grant with the Skinner contract? Uh, Probably, yes, eh? Stuart Skinner um, signed a pretty nice contract for the Oilers. How are you feeling about that? A whole lot better than waking up this morning and the first thing I see on Instagram is Locke's toe. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I I, I think that for me, Stuart Skinner is an amazing story. I just kind of think about it. I was thinking about it, just how rare it is that he's in his position. There's only 64 goalies in the NHL. What are the odds of the hometown guy getting drafted by the hometown team and signing a multi-million dollar deal to be the goalie of the hometown NHL franchise? I love everything about the story. And on top of that, man, he's earned it to the point where I think this contract's a steal. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mike McKenna over at Daily Faceoff, former NHL goaltender, kind of said, listen, the Oilers got lucky signing Skinner in December rather than waiting until the offseason because if he keeps playing the way he is, that $2.6 million probably would have gone over three. So Easily, a nice little yeah. bit of work. A nice little bit of work from Ken Holland. Uh well deserved by Stuart Skinner. And I think that this is going to be a really good deal for the Oilers going forward over the next three and a half years. We were talking about this yesterday with, with some friends and we because I know a bunch of people from Ontario, a bunch of Leaf fans. Um, and they were commenting, having a chuckle about where Campbell were soups at right now. And I said, you know what's weird? There's something about this market for goaltenders in particular. It's it's like kryptonite. And I said, this might actually, this Skinner thing might actually be a starting point for a new direction for goaltenders as a whole in Edmonton. Because you, you're not bringing somebody in that had success or was a, had a really good backup the year before with a, with a superstar and then comes here and just completely shits the bed. And then we trade him right away before his contract. And then we end up eating, you know, a mill of his contract every year on our cap. And then he goes to Minnesota and stands on his head. <laughs> right, I said this is a very different story and a and a, and a very different starting point for a goaltender in Edmonton. So maybe Skinner breaks that that sort of that cycle we're in. 
Maybe. And I also think, uh, listen, I also think that this is good for Campbell because ultimately he's going to have the pressure of the price tag. Everybody knows how much money he makes, and that's probably to his detriment right now because he's not playing all that well. But having Stuart Skinner playing as well as he is kind of been allows and affords Campbell the time to work on his game and get back to where he's going to be. Yeah. I don't believe that Zach Campbell is an 880 goaltender. I don't. He's going to get back to the mean. His career average is around 910, 912, 914. He's going to get back there eventually. I wonder how much the the five million bucks weighs on him. We forget the human side of this sometimes. He's like, oh man, I got to be the guy. I'm making all this money. I'm going to Edmonton. This, yeah. that, and this, and that. But then Stuart Skinner, he's a guy that was raised here. He's heard the booze. He's probably participated in the booze. He's <laughs> he's been here yeah. long enough that he said in an interview with Gene Principe that he's like, I grew up watching Ryan Nugent Hopkins. This guy knows what it's like to be an Oiler in Edmonton. He knows what it's like yeah. to cheer for an Oiler in Edmonton, and I think that's going to help him in his career in Edmonton. Is there a defenseman you can see the Oilers uh, Lots of rumors realistically right trading for? Yeah, a lot of trade rumors. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of names out there. Like, even the other day, the Oilers were playing Nashville, and Matthias Yakholm's name came out. I thought he'd be good because he's got, he's, you know, you saw the way he shut down mm-hmm. Dreisaitl and McDavid the other day, and you go, whoa, that'd be nice. And then you see Joel Edmondson. His name has just been buzzing around Edmonton. He's got some term left on his deal, so that could be an option. I think that the Oilers probably need a shutdown D-man, a guy that can break up the cycle and keep the puck out of the net more so than Not the Jason Demers. Like Jason Demers is an interesting one because he's been playing. He played 24 games down in Bakersfield yeah. um, on his PTO, and now that we've got guys going down with injury, like Broberg is out for a little bit, Ryan Murray's out. I could see Demers getting called up just to be the seventh or eighth guy, but he hasn't played in the NHL in quite some time. Yeah, uh, he was in the KHL last year, so. I don't have like high expectations that he's going to come riding in on a horse and be the savior of the franchise, but yeah. can he help? Sure. He's a guy who's got 700 NHL games on his belt, and there's there's value in that experience, but I think they're probably going to make a trade for, like I don't know that it'll be Joel Edmondson, but probably a Joel Edmondson type. I don't want to jinx it, but I have this feeling that McDavid is going to have a huge night tonight in Dallas. I hope so. I mean, it's very, very rare to see both he and Leon kind of get shut down and against teams that are below them in the standings, mm-hmm. no less. So mm-hmm. I, I, I'm hoping for a McDavid grudge game. We've got the nation, uh, Weathers Nation's Christmas party happening tonight. So oh, we're all nice. getting together to watch the game and have some drinks and some cocktails and hopefully not freeze. Um, <laughs> so I would love nothing more than a McDavid grudge game to kind of power us through the evening. Beautiful. I wanted to touch on this quickly because you guys, when I said it the other day on the air, I mentioned this yesterday, both Grant and Jimmy went and looked at me like, yeah, whatever. So I'm <laughs> hoping for a better response from you, Bagnolk. Sure. It's, it's about his toenail. No. It's no, it's not about my toe. Okay. That thing, that, that, that's going to haunt my nightmares. It's going to haunt my dreams going forward. That thing, I don't know what's going getting on. Some help. You, got situ- you got a situation going on. <laughs> uh, it's funny because we talked to an expert today that, uh, that, that can actually, she's got a, a possible she's got a plan. She's got a plan for my foot. She was like, you know what? It may never look like the other one. And I was like, Ah, we don't have time to get into it, but my other one looks just as bad as the one that I put a picture up of. Um, so I saw this was after the game on Saturday, I think, after uh, both uh, Connor and Drysaddle had like five point nights. Anyway, it was the list of Oilers all time points leaders. And I was like, what? 
So Connor's number five and Leon Dreisaitl's number six. I mean, we forget how long they've been here, but you're, you're comparing them to like some pretty significant Oilers. Glenn Anderson was just ahead, and then Messier. Yeah. And Did that surprise you, or is that pretty. just? Or am I just um, an idiot? It, it doesn't surprise me in the sense that just like we look at these numbers all the time and just see how ridiculous these two freaks are on the ice. But it is just, it's amazing given the era they're playing in, yeah. given the guys that they're chasing on that list. And also, Locke, one of my favorite things to do when I look at those all-time scoring lists is just see some of the ghosts that are on that list that you completely <laughs> forgot existed. That's the most fun I have. And there you go. Oh, my God. I Doug forgot Wade. that he was even here. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, it is really incredible what those two are doing. And that kind of lends to what I say all the time to people on Oilers Nation. It's just we got to appreciate how yeah. excellent those two players are and what we get to watch on a regular basis. Because if you think about it, like, a, like Wayne Gretzky, who's a guy that they'd be chasing on that list, uh, he only played 696 games in Edmonton. That's nine years. Yeah. So those two have already been around almost that long. Yeah. So enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy it because those two are really, really special, and they're a lot of fun to watch. And even though we get mad at the team sometimes, those two always put on a show even when they're not. Hey, Darnell Nurse could pass Ethan Morrow tonight on the all-time scoring list. <laughs> Give him a raise. <laughs> uh, there he is, Bag Milk from Oilers Nation. We got a 7.30 start for the uh, Oilers Dallas in Dallas tonight. Thank you for your time, my friend. Merry Christmas, everybody. You've been listening to the Locker Room Podcast. Not the kind of threesome you would wish for, but it's probably going to be the only threesome you'll ever get. Brought to you by Always Plumbing and Heating. Catch the show live weekday mornings on 95.7 Cruise FM.